You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. Today, we're starting a new series. We just finished up a series um, that we were talking about Vision Week and Vision, where we talked about vision for the church, that we are to make disciples and make a difference. The vision has not changed from the time that Pastor Terry and Susan um, in their home wanting to love people, pray for people, worship God, and make disciples. And we still are wanting to make disciples who make a difference and continue to do so and be disciples of the word. Amen? And then I'll be disciples who follow Christ. My prayer is, what they would say over the disciples, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi, who is Jesus. You're following after Jesus, covered in his dust because you're going wherever he goes. And then last week, we talked about praying the word of God. How many of you have been praying, been praying scripture? I mean, you've been seeing the little, the little videos we put out showing how to pray scripture over your family, over your people, over your job. And so we become disciples who pray. Now today, we are going to start a new series called Therefore. And usually when you hear a pastor, that's why we have a background, you hear a pastor or you hear, see a scripture and it says, therefore, the pastor says, you need to find out what the scripture is, is there for. And so, um, you know, usually use therefore in a sentence um, because it's a result of something that has happened. Something has happened, therefore, this is the result. And I want to tell you this morning that something has happened. One of the greatest things, the greatest events have ever have happened, and his name is Jesus. And so, therefore... Usually we want to skip over into other verses to find out, therefore, what must I do? There's something that I've got to do. There's something that I need to perform. There's something that needs to be done. And so we are going to talk about that this morning. Therefore, God is with us. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you, Lord, that your word is true. And Lord, we know that worship is not a, a prelude to anything, but we've already been worshiping you. We've already, Lord, been uh, in, in your presence, and in your presence, Lord, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there's pleasures evermore. So we thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you're doing in us. And we thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Right in this door right here, everybody take a look at that door. This door right here is a little hallway, short hallway, that I was pacing back and forth back and forth, back and forth, and I had these thoughts flooding my mind. Man, what if I'm not good enough? What if, what if I make a mistake? What if, what if I can't do what needs to be done? What if I fail? What if I'm not who she needs me to be? What if I'm not going to be a good husband? And right there in that hallway, I'm pacing back and forth. I go in. And all of a sudden, Vanessa walks in the door with that pretty white dress on and that bouquet of flowers, and all of those thoughts just melted away. All of those thoughts about what if and how am I going to be just went away when she walked down the aisle, and then we got married right here in that prayer, in that little room over here, and we're still married, and I'm thankful for that, and all of those thoughts just went away. I'm telling you what, I was just like, and just found out she was just, she was there. And when I saw her, when I, when I beheld her beauty 
and she walked down that aisle. She had that smile on her face and that white dress, and she walked down the aisle, and I said, Lord is my shepherd, and he know what I want. And then I, I'm telling you what, and then all of a sudden, she came, She walked down the aisle, all scripture started flooding in my mind. He who finds a wife find a good thing. I done found me a good thing. Oh, she's it's a good thing. And so all of a sudden, I started, those thoughts started flipping in my mind, and I thought to myself, Whoo, man, Lord, you have blessed me beyond all measure. Lord, you are so good. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Now, she probably wasn't thinking the same thing as I was thinking, but, but I was, and it changed, it changed the, those thoughts of what I needed to do, how I was supposed to perform, but what I was supposed to be, because I saw her. She was there. Fast forward almost two years I'm pacing another hallway in a hospital. Oh my goodness, am I gonna be what she needs me to be? Am I gonna be a good father? What kind of father am I gonna be? Oh my gosh, I hope she's nothing like me. I hope she's, <laughs> I hope she's like her mother. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that there's something. And so I'm just, I'm just, I'm pacing the, the hallway trying to figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden, all of those thoughts just melted away when they put that baby girl in my arms. I was thinking about, how am I gonna protect her? What's gonna happen? Put the girl in my arms, Ainsley in my arms, and I'm telling you what, I wasn't thinking about nothing. I was just like, look at this baby. Look at how cute she is. You know, she just, ah, 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 you know. And then by the time she got to be two, I wasn't so cute anymore. But anyway, so I'm <laughs> working this deal here. Here's what I'm getting at. The things that we do to try to strive, to try to make something happen, usually the fact is, is that God is saying to us, before you try to jump in and strive to do something, I'm there. If you try to find out what the therefore is and what I have to do therefore, hence result of, and try to get results and try to make things happen on your own, it won't work because you don't, you must realize, you will realize that his presence is there, that he's there. The Bible says that he's a present help in time of trouble. That is the God that we serve. He says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us and he's always there. And so therefore, we need to realize what he's there for before we try to find out what is it for us to do. We try to strive and we try to work. You might know what I'm trying to do, what I'm talking about, trying to do things on your own. You've tried to get rid of that, whatever that addiction is on your own. You've tried to work it out on your own, try to work out your salvation, try to do things on your own. But the truth is, is that God is with us. He always said that he'd be with us and he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So I want you to turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter one, and we're going to take a look at what the scriptures say. Again, as we, as we turn to Ephesians chapter 1, we're always trying to skip. I have to stay in Ephesians 1 because we always want to go to Ephesians uh, 4, 5, and 6 where it talks about what we must do. What is it that we have to do? Because there's something in us that wants to do something to earn our salvation, to earn something, that we got to do something. And yes, there are things to do, but you can't do any of those things without his presence, without his help without who he is on the inside of us. And so that's why we look at Ephesians 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in, in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Isn't that good news? Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of glory of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. I want you to look up here just for a second. In that little passage of scripture, in him is more than eight times because that's in, in him is where we're found. Christ said, this is where Paul said this. He said that I, my life is hidden in Christ. And he said that it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. And the life I live, the life that he's talking about, he lives right now, he lives by faith in God. And so, and so our life is hidden in him. And so he says it more than eight times, in him. And so to find out what he is saying to us, God is saying, look, in Christ, in me, before you try to find out what to do, there is, what is he, what is he there for? What is the there for? The finding out that he's there. He is there with his presence. How many of you know we need his presence? Even Moses said, I wouldn't, I'm not going to leave this place. I'm not going to move off this mountain. I'm not going to go anywhere unless your presence go before me. How else are they going to know that we're the people of God unless your presence go before me? His empowering presence that enables, that calls us, enables us to do what he's called us to do and to be who he's called us to be. His presence that is with us, that is always with us, that never leaves us nor forsakes us. The Bible says that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil. Why? Because his God, God his rod, and his staff, they comfort us. He's with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what, whatever you're facing, some of you are facing some hard things right now, but here's what you need to know, that our God is a very present help in time of trouble. And when I look to the hills, I'm looking at hills, but I'm looking to the hills which cometh my help. My help cometh from the maker of heaven and earth. And his presence is with us. How I many you know we need his presence? We need his presence. Some of you need his presence even right now. I remember um, when some of you have, that are new, I remember in my, when I had my hunting accident and I was, and I was just saying to myself, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm telling you what, I, I, I had this sense of peace that just that came over me at one point, even, even in the midst of, of, of what it looked like facing death and even in the midst of that. And when I later checked on Vanessa and I said, hey, did you, did you, when you got the phone call about me being shot, what, what, what thoughts went through your mind? And she said, the first thought that went through my mind was, does he have insurance, life insurance? <laughs> does he? It's like, that's not what I was expecting to hear. 
I was expecting to hear, oh my gosh, my, my husband, my, my, my knight in shining armor, my, oh my God, I, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. She was not, she was like, what's the number of farmers? Are they open right now? Farmers insurance, we are farmers. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, that's what she was thinking. She wasn't thinking about, no, you know, my husband. She wasn't thinking about that. But here's the truth. The truth is, is that, and so she said, I, I'll go after that, after you realized that they weren't open and you couldn't call them, you know, after, after that, what were you thinking? And she said, there was, she goes, see lady, she goes, I went and took a bath and there was this peace that came over me. How many of you have experienced that peace that comes over you in the midst of a storm, in the midst of trouble? And you can't explain it. You can't explain how it comes and what happens. You know why? Because the Bible says that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, all of the world's wisdom, all of the world's knowledge and all what they think that, that, that is the, the peace of God, it surpasses that. It rules and guards your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So he's there with his power. He's there with his peace. It's the peace of God. The Bible says that he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is... Oh, that means you got to have your mind stayed on him. That means you can't waffle back and forth and be like, I'm in peace. I'm not in peace. It's not like a petal you pick off a rose. I'm in peace. I'm not in peace. I'm in peace. I'm not in peace. I am in peace as my mind is stayed upon him. That means that my dial is stayed in upon him. So he's there with his presence. He's there with his peace. And, and you don't know, it's like, seemed like the world is going crazy. They're trying to cancel culture. They're trying to tear down stuff. They're trying to, what's all this stuff that's going on? Oh, it don't, it don't, how's, it, how's it affect us? You know, Kevin was talking about, you know, your gas tank being full. I'm like, man, I don't want to fill my tank up. The gas prices keep going up. I don't know. Every time I turn around, it keep going up. And so, but the truth is, is I don't have to worry about what's going on and get in fear because my mind is stayed upon him because the presence of God is leading and guiding me and I'm following him. Why? Because the Bible says that my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Are you following the voice of a stranger this morning? Are you following the voice of everything else and all the things? Are you following the voice of CNN and all the voices that are on, te on television? Are you following the voice of the Lord's the Savior, Jesus Christ, who's saying, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden and burdened down, and I will give you rest. Cast your cares upon me because I care for you. He says, take upon my yoke because it's easy and light. That's what he says. And so I'm, I'm telling you, he's there with his peace. How many of you know what I'm talking about, where the peace of God just comes upon you in the midst of storm, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of the things that are going on, and his peace just comes because that's why he's there. Therefore, what is he there for? He's there with his peace. Not only is he, is he there with his peace, but he's also there with his power. Let's read this. Let's, what it, let's read what it says and skip on down to verse, verse 19 where he's, he's into the prayer. Let's just read the whole prayer. It says, therefore, I, after I heard it, and then 15, of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and Lord Jesus Christ says this, um, um, that for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, that you would have this, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Listen, look over just for a second. That wisdom and that revelation, because the re revelation has to do with the revealing and the pulling off of the revelation. What are you looking for? It's not a what, it's a who. Who are you looking to? His name is Jesus. 
the revealing, that you were, that, that, that all of the knowledge, that, we in, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that your, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Not, what's my calling? His calling over your life. What are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance, of the, his inheritance in the saints? And here's where it is. He's there with his power. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Anybody here believe this morning? Anybody else in here believe that God is who he says he is, who God is a God of his word? And no matter what anybody else has said, I can stand on his word because he watches over his word to perform it. And there is power in the word of God. There is power in his spirit. Here's what it says. That that his mighty working power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one that is which to come. That is why God says that he has seated you in heavenly places. He has given you power. How do you know it? The Bible says it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead that lives in me and quickens my mortal body. That means I have power to overcome addiction. I have power to overcome what the world's standards are. I have power to overcome and be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus because his power is working in my life and I can see him working in me. He's there. He's there with his, with, his, with his presence. He's there with his peace. He's there with his power. His power. I remember when, when I was going through some depression that was going on in my life as a teenager, and I mean, I'm telling you, I didn't know how to get over it. And I know some of you are struggling with it. But some people that you're walking in depression, you don't know how to get rid of it. You've gone to see people, going to try to figure it out. I couldn't get rid of it. I mean, my dad would try to do it. He would tell the corniest jokes to try to get me out of that. The corniest jokes. They were dad jokes, and they would be so corny, you know? They were so corny, I can't even tell you, tell them to you. But they, were, they would try his best, and he'd pray for me. And he didn't know, but he was frustrated. And they were getting ready to bring me. We lived in Arkansas, and that'll depress anybody. Anyway, we were living in Arkansas. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, that's wrong. Some of y'all are from Arkansas. But you don't know. You don't know. Don't judge me. You don't know where I've been. You have no idea where I've lived and the places I've been. God is so good. Anyway, the truth is, is that I was walking in that depression and I had no, they had, they were like, we're gonna bring him to a doctor to try to find out what's going on. My coaches would call and try to, they'd be like, there's something wrong with him. You know, some people, you know, they, they, when, they, when they play football and they try to hit and tackle people, they tackle them and try to bring them down. This guy's trying to kill them. And so there's something wrong. They call my parents. They said, there's something wrong. So they were going to bring me to a place here in Dallas. I don't even know if it still exists, called the Rafa House. They had found it, and they were going to bring me to get, try to get me some help. And I'm telling you what, and I was in my room. I got to a place where I told the Lord, I go, Lord, I am tired of walking in this depression. I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of just being sad. And I opened up the scriptures and I read in Deuteronomy where it talked about serving the Lord thy God with gladness. I said, Lord, I want to serve you with gladness. And I'm telling you what, I felt the power and presence of the Lord come in that room. And all of that depression just melted away. It just fell off of me. And then all of a sudden, I energized, just like, it, just like I was hooked up to an IV in heaven. And he gave me, it just felt like that he filled me up with his joy. Do you know what I'm talking about? The joy of the Lord that's your strength, that joy that's unspeakable joy that the world 
world can't give and the world can't take away the joy of the Lord, that you start laughing for no reason, like Jabba the Hutt. Ho, 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 ho. You don't know why, because God is good. And you realize that you're tickled pink because you woke up this morning and this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God has set my feet on a solid rock and he put a robe of righteousness on me and he crowned me, he called me a son and he called me to his righteousness and he's given me all that I need to be who he's calling me to be. So I'm pinching myself because it's so good. I know that he's good. His goodness follows after me. I can't run away from his goodness because we sang about it today. Every time I turn around, there's his goodness. Every time I turn around, there's his goodness. Why? Because he's a good, good father and he loves me and he's got good things in store for me. It's the same thing with you. There he is. And I'm telling you what, that's why I tell jokes. That's why I love to see people laugh. I love it because his presence and his joy and his goodness is there. Why? That's what he's there for. He's there and it's Jesus. That's why Paul said he preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. He didn't talk about works, but Christ and him crucified. And it's his spirit, the very spirit of God that lives in us and quickens our mortal body. How many of you remember when you, when you were filled with the spirit of God? Oh, some of you just don't, some of you don't know what I'm talking about, but it's all right. You will. <laughs> you will. I'm believing that you will know when the Spirit of God comes. One of my favorite stories is listen when Pastor Terry and Susan talk about in 1982 when they were filled with the Spirit. I sit like a little kid at their feet. Just go tell me again the story of when you were filled with the Spirit in 1982. And Terry goes, well, you know, I was going to a James Robinson meeting. And, you know, he tells that story. And I'm telling you what, I love it. I love listening to that story. You're laughing, but each one of you are going to have that same story if you've not had it already. You're like, well, I was filled in 1982. I was filled in 1996. I was filled. But you know what? You need a refill of the very Spirit of God because he comes to fill us. How do you know? Because the Bible says in the last days, he's going to pour his Spirit out upon all flesh and his sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to dream dreams. I'm not dreaming dreams yet, so I'm still young. But I'm telling you what, God is pouring out his Spirit about on us. And all you, I want to get near the spout. Amen. I want to get near the spout and be filled with his spirit all the time. Somebody, one of my best friends said, hey, hey, Chris, are we going to, are we going to turn into one of those churches? Are we going to be one of them, one of them dry churches? You know what I'm talking about? And he didn't say Baptist, but you know, I knew that's what he was trying to say. I was trying to say, are, you, are we going to be one of them? I'm like, no. We are the Holy Spirit brand. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We believe they've not passed away. We believe in healing. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in being filled with this presence. We believe in being filled with this power. We believe that his power is still for today. We believe that God is raising up his church. We believe that God is raising up a people who will love him and walk in the power of the anointing of the Spirit of God in these last days to bring about his power, his purpose in this region, and I believe that God is going to use sojourn to do that. So get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm not T.D. Jakes, but I'm telling you, get ready, get ready, get ready. God is pouring his spirit out, and we need to be refilled with his presence, filled with his anointing, filled with his power, his presence, his peace, 
all of his joy. Why is he there? That's what he's there for. He came that he might destroy the works of the devil and give us a seat. And I want you to have a seat. You go, I am sitting down. Seated in heavenly places. Take a seat in your heavenly place. That's why I believe that God is using us. He's going to use sojourn. I'm telling you right now. That's why he's like, why are we going to two services? Because God is, you know, it's not about numbers, but it's about making disciples. We are going to be able to make disciples. And when I'm telling you, I'm looking at people who are going to be disciples. Some of you just like, well, nobody uses that word anymore. Well, nobody uses the word. Nobody wakes up in the morning. Hello, disciple. How are you? No, I don't, I don't use that. My wife doesn't call me a disciple. I can't tell you what she calls me, but she doesn't call me that. And so the truth is, is that we are called to be disciples. You are called to be a disciple. Look at your neighbor and say, you're called to be a disciple. Yeah, look at him. Tell him. Tell the other one. Say, you're called to be a disciple. Tell the other one. <clears throat> you know, some of you are just like, you know, I don't look like a disciple. I don't smell like a disciple. But you can't be a disciple without the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why God has called us <clears throat> to receive and embrace the Holy Spirit. Have you received the Holy Spirit? So we're just like, well, yeah, I did. Have you been filled with his spirit? Well, that one time, no, have you today, have you, do you need a refill today of his presence, empowering presence? See, Jesus came as a man empowered by the spirit and lived in relationship with the Father. The spirit of God, he came empowered by the spirit. And listen, when he got baptized, the spirit came in like a dove. The father spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He did no miracles. He didn't perform anything, hadn't done anything. He just received the affirmation of the father and was filled with the spirit. Listen, he didn't even do any works, but he was filled. Don't be drunk with wine, but be ye continual sins filled with the spirit of God. Some of you need a refill to be filled with his presence, embracing and receiving the Spirit of God. I'm not talking about embracing like we do at church. I see y'all sometimes. Y'all do the church hug, the little side hug deal. That's a embrace, and then y'all do that A-frame hug where y'all just like, oh, brother, sister. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all do that. But I'm talking about fully embracing the Spirit of God. Here's what that looks like taking off all the restrictions about what you think the Spirit of God is supposed to look like. Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do this? No, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what, how I feel. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. All the restrictions, every limitation off. Holy Spirit, come and fill me up to overflowing. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what happens. I just want to be filled up with your Spirit, empowered by your Spirit, living in the power of your Spirit to do what you've called me to do and be who you've called me. Anybody else want that? I mean, I, I, I do. I want it. I love Pastor Terry said this. He goes, you know what? I don't want to get to heaven and realize that there was more that I could have had. I'm going to get to heaven and be like, I could have had that, and I could have had that. And he's like, man, I want it. I want it all right now. This is the only time we can be greedy. God, I want everything you got coming to me. When I go to Cain's, I say, listen, I want the number six and all the fries you can give me. And the ranch, yes, it's true, you can't forget the ranch. <laughs> Brother, you done, you done been there too many times. But anyway, the truth of the matter is, is that you can ask the Lord and he will give it to you. He will fill you up to overflowing because he's a good God. Amen? He is so good. 
He is so good. So I'm, I'm, let's, let's right now, we're right now. Do you want, anybody want to refill? Anybody want to refill? Don't you get ag aggravated and agitated? Don't you get aggravated sometimes? When you've been sitting in a restaurant and you have drank your first glass and the waitress or the waiter has, has, has automatically been attending everybody else and your glass is still empty, and you just, you're getting thirsty. Anybody ever get aggravated? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, because I got to preach this to you, because some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. When you get to a place, when you, you're aggravated because your glass is not full, and then you realize that you see him coming with the picture of, of whatever it is that you're drinking, and you say, uh, he says, can, you, can I give you a refill? And you say, yes, fill it to overflowing, fill it up. And then all of a sudden you drink it again, and all of a sudden you get thirsty. You want him to come back. And then you know what? I love it. They've come out with those fountain drinks. Well, all you got to do is push it in and refill it yourself. You know what I'm talking about? And you can do any kind of drink you want, all the different drinks you want. I want peace. I want joy. I want his revelation. I want wisdom. I need his presence. I got to have this, whatever. I know, they call it. They call it. All, I got to have all of it. And then they just say, all of a sudden, and it never runs dry. They never have to refill the little canister. I just want all of it. Why? Because he fills us up to overflowing. And it's time for you to get aggravated. Some of y'all been dry for a long time. God says, I want to refill you. Right now, would you just lift your hand? Just, I'm just trying to ask you. I'm not trying. Just re, a refill. Woo! I feel him in the room right now. Would you say this with me? Come, Holy Spirit. Right now, fill us up to overflowing. This, uh, if you didn't know, this is that kind of church. We are that kind of church. We're a Holy Spirit-filled church. And just say, come, right? I feel, I feel the breeze, the, rest of the Spirit of God rushing in on some of you right now. Some of you, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about what the, everybody else is doing. Just let him fill you up right now. Let him rush in on you right now. Spirit of God, fill us up to over. Say it to him. Say, ask him, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up, fill me up. Fill me up, Holy Spirit, right now. To overflowing. In the name of some of you right now, I can see him, peace resting upon your face right now. Fear, go right now in the name of Jesus. Anxiety, go right now in Jesus' name. All of it. Yeah. Just ask him, say, Lord, feel, feel every part. There's no place that you can't go. Holy Spirit, wherever you want to go, embrace and receive him right now in Jesus' name. And some of you are thinking, I don't know what all this is. I don't know what you're talking about. Even some of you watching online, I don't know what all of it is. If you will just let go of what you think is control and say, Lord, I don't want to have control anymore. I'm tired of doing it on my own. I need your presence. Some of you right now, you just let, let, let all of the control go. Just say, God, I don't care. I just want to be filled with your presence. Just say it. Say it out. Just say it to him. I want to be filled with your presence right now. Some of you ask. Yeah, some say, say yes to him right now. Yes, yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, right now. We receive your presence right now. Some of you need joy in your life. Yeah, that's all right. Go ahead. I see you laughing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Somebody, I, I don't care what I look like. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm saying yes to you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Come on, just, just receive it. In Jesus' name, the Spirit of God has been released in this house right now. In Jesus' name. Ooh, yes. Breathe on us, Lord. Breathe on us. 
Some of you have been breathing in the toxins of the world and the worry of the world. Breathe that out and breathe in his presence. Mm, there's an anointing for that right now. Come on, come on. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care about what anybody else thought about me. I wouldn't care what anybody else, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even care. Holy Spirit, just fill them up. Ooh, right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Your power is there with his presence, his power, his peace, right now, in Jesus' name. Say it again, yes. One more time, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for that. He good, y'all. He's good. His presence. Oh, I see it's changing some of your faces even right now because he's good. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, your anointing. How many of you feel that? How many of you feel that right now, his presence right now in this place? I feel him. Yeah, that baby even said, yeah, yeah. Some of y'all, he can, <laughs> the baby said, yeah. And some of y'all need to say, yeah. Come on, say, yeah. <laughs> the baby said, yeah, I, I, got, I got it, I got it. Y'all may not get, because you know the baby, they don't care. They just say, I get it, I, I got it. They may not, the adults are still trying to figure it out, but the baby said, yeah. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. He said, yeah. It's that good stuff, the good stuff. Yeah, because his presence is good. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.